Greetings, my friend, and welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. Let's begin in prayer. Lord Jesus, we pray in your name that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that we're able to use in our life, in the life of our family, in the lives of our friends, and in the lives of people we haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. Amen and amen. Well, God bless you, my dear friend. I hope all is well and wonderful with your soul, and thank you for being here right now and listening. This is podcast episode number 118-118 and scripture discourse number 206-206. For our show, we use the Gospel Evangelist Church Sunday Prayer Letter as our script and our outline, and that's what I'll be using throughout the show. I don't try to go off script, but sometimes I do. But once again, the script is our Sunday prayer letter. And off to my left here, I have my podcasting software running that will be edited and uploaded to our podcasting server that goes into all about 12 or 15 different podcast apps that you uh, can listen to, all the big name ones (laughs) I'm on. And uh, then right in front of me here is my another computer running the Sword Searcher Bible software that I write my sermons in, write the Sunday prayer letter in. And then right above the here is my, or up above the computer is my camera rolling uh, and recording the show on YouTube. Uh, it'll be uh, curated or edited or, you know, cleaned up a little bit, I guess. And it'll go live tomorrow morning at four o'clock when our letter goes live, four o'clock Sunday morning. All right, praise God. So let's just jump in our letter here. March 12th, Sunday prayer letter, titled, Let All Your Things Be Done with Charity. We're in the theme called Signs, Wonders, Miracles, Praise, Worship. And our Sunday prayer letter is produced by Gospel Evangelist Church, touching people for heaven. God God is building Gospel Evangelist Church. GEC is a church of God at Boulder in Colorado which is about teaching and sending evangelists to preach the gospel and minister the gifts of the Holy Ghost, all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and to the glory of God the Father. Amen and amen. So our scriptures and locations for the week, that's right at the very top of our letter here, I'll let so everyone knows exactly where I'm going to be at this week coming up, and the scripture that I'm going to be preaching on, on that location, on that day of the week. Uh, As you know, our letter has seven parts, one part for each day of the week. So uh, this is part one Sunday. So I'm not going to use the scriptures right now. I'll just tell you the locations, and later on the letter I'll give you the the scriptures that we're going to be using. So part one on Sunday, March 12th, we're going to be at Boulder, in Boulder here, Boulder, Colorado, 28th and Pearl. We're there every single Sunday uh, at 28th and Pearl. On Monday, we'll be at Moorhead and Table Mesa here in Boulder. On Tuesday, we'll be at Alp- Alpine and Broadway uh, by uh, here in Boulder. And then on Wednesday, we'll be at 30th and Arapahoe. Also on Wednesday at uh, 6.30, we have our early prayer at our church building. And at 7.30, we have our house church at our church building uh, here in Boulder. And you're more than welcome to come. If you need directions, just give me a text or a call or email or something, to, and I'll give you some directions to where it's located. And uh, if you need a ride, let us know, and we'll pick you up. Part five on Thursday. That'll be at. Uh, that'll be the third Thursday, and that'll be in Louisville, Colorado. Then on Friday, the third Friday of the month, every third Friday, I'm in Nederland, Colorado. Then lastly, on Saturday, 
That is the Sabbath rest in the Lord Jesus Christ that I do, and I write the following Sunday prayer letter. That'll be the March 19 Sunday prayer letter. I write them every single week. I don't have someone else write them. I sit down and write them by myself. Let's see, I started writing this one about a quarter till five, and it, right now, as I'm looking at the clock, it's 7.12. So that's two and a half hours of just writing the letter and getting to this point. And I probably have a good solid another hour, hour and a half after all this is done. It could be two hours. So I do put a lot of time and effort and energy and thought and prayer into our letter. And our letter is designed to maintain a one accord in our ministry so that we all are on the same page, same book, same page, same book, same scripture. <laughs> we're all preaching from the same standpoint. And then as we preach from that one scripture, we're not really preaching the sermon. You don't preach the sermon that I'm preaching because you don't know the sermon because I didn't write the sermon out. I do not write my sermons out. I simply write the scripture that I'm going to start from that is given to me by the Holy Ghost. And then as I begin preaching from that Scripture, the Holy Ghost will take that message and expand it to meet the needs of whoever's around, whoever's listening, and whoever will be listening to the message. And that's what each of us do here in Gospel of Andrews Church. We use the Scripture as our starting point, uh, our point zero, I guess, or ground zero, <laughs> whatever you'd like to call it. And from there, you are led by the Holy Ghost to preach and to minister as the Spirit leads, not as the Sunday prayer letter leads not by Gospel Evangelist Church and how it leads, simply by the Holy Ghost. We are a church of God, not a church of mankind. We're a church of God. So uh, Church of God is in the Bible. I, know, I understand there is a denomination called Church of God, but we are not of any denomination. We're an independent ministry uh, solely under Jesus Christ. We do have accountability partners who keep tabs on us, making sure that we are uh, doing things correctly. And we will be adding more accountability as time goes on, uh, uh, more in the realm of financing uh, the, uh, and the more of uh, just our taxes and our business uh, as a church and more on uh, just making sure that we're doing everything according to the Word of God. A lot of people are listening and watching me, and um, many have uh, comment to make sure that I am on track with the Word of God, that I'm not swaying to the left or to the right, that I'm preaching and ministering and speaking the pure Word of God. So I praise God for all the accountability partners and all the accountability that, are, that, is, that God has put in my life. So praise God for that. I guess I wanted to bring that up because some people think that uh, when churches, new churches that are independent are being built, uh, there is no accountability. Uh, but that's not so, at least with our church, Gospel Evangelist Church. So going back into our letter here, uh, it says, As I think about you as I write this letter, my mind is filled with wonderful thoughts of God about you. It's interesting to me to see how the Lord is building my love for people. Yes, uh, for His saints and for those who have yet to receive Christ as their Savior. If you are reading or listening or even watching this and you are not born again, please fully understand that if you are not born again, you are not able to see the kingdom of God, and thus your destiny will be quite different, or quite a bit different than um, you may be thinking at this moment, if you are not born again. Having the knowledge of Jesus Christ is not enough. 
having works of love and of doing good for people is not enough. Only through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, by his precious blood on the cross, by believing in the act of love that God gave to all of mankind through his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, can we be saved from eternal damnation in the lake of fire? And please understand fully that this place, the lake of fire, is real and not a mythology of sorts. Be alert. As we grow in love for people and in charity for the children of God, we begin to see how God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And you can read that in John 3.16 in the KJV. In the beginning of our life with Christ, we may not have this love that God has, but we can obtain this love by spending time with God. And here is where the pitfall or the difficulty begins. The cares of this world have the potential to take your time, the time that you probably would have given to God. Thus, we all must be vigilant in keeping our eyes open and our ears tuned to what is going on around us. This is why we must obey the commandments of Jesus Christ. As followers of Christ, disciples of Christ, called Christians, then we are able to grow in the love of Christ and in the love of the Father. And in this love, our heart becomes pure because of the washing of the pure Word of God in our hearts. We are able to have a pure heart. Pure, P-U-R-E, pure. This is another thing that the devil attempts to take from us by the use of the cares of this world. Be very alert to possible attacks from the accuser of the brethren. Amen? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you have provided your Son on that cross so long ago, and then you raised him from the dead three days three days later, as foretold in Holy Scripture. Your love for mankind is more than we can understand. However, you have given us your promise, the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, so that through the Holy Ghost we may have the power to grow and to learn and to serve and to love. We love you, Father. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Holy Ghost. In the name of our wonderful Savior, Jesus Christ, we humbly pray. Amen. So moving on, let's uh, continue through our letter here. But before I go, i got to have another sip of tea because I'm going to start crying in just a moment. Um, I'm one of those guys uh, who is uh, pretty emotional. Uh, I know that there are lots of people who fake their emotions and try to move the audience or try to move the people with their emotion. But that's not me. Um, I get teary-eyed and I get emotional because I think of the moment that Jesus saved me. You know, and that, uh, at that moment when Jesus saved me and I became born again, I became a Christian became a saint of God, uh, my whole life completely, totally changed. I absolutely was not the same person I was a moment before. There truly was an absolute change that took place 
I was no longer that old man. I was a new man in Christ. And uh, without going into any more detail, there was so much that went on at that conversion that uh, anytime I pray or think about God or I just, for some reason, my mind just immediately goes to that point when I was saved. And um, my heart breaks so often when I'm on the street and I ask Christians uh, about their born-again experience. And so many, I mean many, 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 have difficulty in really telling me, in putting into words their story. It's like, it's almost like they're not really born again, but I know they are, but they can't tell me their testimony. They stumble around, and you really shouldn't be stumbling around when you give your testimony, because our testimony is one of the tools that God uses to defeat the devil. In Revelation twelve eleven, we overcome the thief, Satan, by the blood of the Lamb of God and by the words of our testimony. And also, because after we have this testimony, we love not our life unto death. We don't love our life anymore. And that's what I see in believers, Christians, who come to me because I'm on the street six days a week. I put about 25 hours a week or thereabouts on the street, sometimes 20, sometimes a little bit more. On the street, flying the banner, I, I fly a large 10-foot gospel banner. Uh, the banner is only four feet by four feet, but I'm six feet tall, and the banner is right above my head. So my six feet plus four feet of banner is, the top of the banner is 10 feet, and it's uh, four feet wide. So that's 16 square feet on both sides. I have a message on either side of my banner. And so people are drawn to the banner, and uh, they're drawn to me by the Holy Ghost, and I find out if they're saved or not. And then if they are saved, I ask them their story, how you came to Christ. And um, that's where uh, things begin to change. I, it's really interesting. And uh, so I guess the point of what I'm trying to say right here, because it's not in my letter, I'm not using I'm just talking off the, off the cuff here. Uh, get your born-again experience, your story, your testimony, so that you can repeat it to people, so that you can tell it to people and make it a part of your ministry. Uh, telling our story, telling our testimony is so important, especially in today's environment uh, where so many Christians seem to doubt or seem to walk in uncertainty of the Word of God. And, um, you know, uh, it's just really important. So just think about that, okay? <laughs> God bless you. So let's get back into the Word here. So the title of our letter again is Let All Things Be Done with Charity. And the theme that we're talking on is signs, wonders, miracles, praise, worship. That's the theme that we're in. The course that we're going to run on starts from 1 Corinthians 16, 14, and that is actually the title. Let all your things be done with charity. I want to make a highlight here because I have missed the word Y-O-U-R Many times throughout this uh, afternoon as I was writing, I kept saying, let all things. But it doesn't say let all things. It says let all your things be done with charity. I'm looking forward to preaching that on Sunday because I'm going to highlight that word your, I believe. I don't know that for a fact, but it just seems like it sort of stands out to me. It catches my attention. And what catches my attention 
is a lot of times is by is what the Holy Spirit is trying to get me to look at or to meditate upon or to study or to to look at and uh, that's kind of the way he works with me so uh, as you observe our street sermons through our video channel you might be might have noticed that uh, we preach the day's message a certain way I suppose this method or way is how the Spirit is leading us and as a church we do preach and we do minister the way the Holy Ghost is instructing us here at our missionary church and street ministry. And typically we are looking for growth in the kingdom of God. We do this by studying the word of truth, by keeping the Lord's commandments, and by living the life of a Christian as the Holy Scriptures reveal to us. In this way we grow in faith and we live by faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, to peruse... Uh, to look at, to observe all our media of the GEC Sunday Prayer Letter. Look for it to be posted on our missionary website. It's kind of a little bit of an advertisement here. <laughs> John johnchoque.org or gospelevangelistchurch.org. It's also on our podcast apps, our video channel, and the letter sent out in email format so that you may print a hard copy. And all we ask is respect for what the Lord Jesus is providing to this body, part of the body of Christ. Once again, this is podcast episode number 118. Let all your things be done, all your things be done with charity. Signs, miracles, wonders, praise, and worship. And you're listening to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. So the following are the Holy Scriptures for each of the seven parts for each day of the week. Beginning Sunday, March 12th, that'll be tomorrow. This is Saturday right now. It's 7.25 p.m. here in Boulder, Colorado. I'm doing this from my studio here in Boulder. And um, so the Holy Scriptures that we preach on are from the King James Bible, and we preach daily throughout the week, if the Lord will, and I'm physically able. Also, along with filming our street sermons each day of our, for our video channel, recording our audio podcast, sending out our weekly emails and regular updates to our website pages, Altogether, appear to be ministering to a multitude of people and is good ground all to the glory of God. I want to mention that quickly as I was updating my website today. I noticed that uh, probably in the, around the month of May, we will cross over. This street ministry will cross over uh, 3 million people who have passed by our banner. 3 million people uh, we have touched. Uh, that's not too bad. <laughs> Uh, that's since uh, Memorial Day weekend, 2019. Uh, it looks like around May, I'm guessing, May, maybe a little earlier, we will cross over that uh, 3 million mark. Uh, that's pretty amazing to me. Uh, we've, uh, this week we crossed over 3,500 hours of street preaching since Memorial Day weekend of 2019. 2019 Memorial Day weekend is when I first lifted my banner I've been preaching for 49 years, but I've never preached using a banner. And, uh, but, and I've never stood on a street corner and preached a message. <laughs> That's also brand new to me. I've always preached in churches. And so preaching out on the street is really a lot different. It's pretty scary in the beginning when you're used to preaching to an audience that are already Christians, and you know most everybody in the audience, <laughs> so or in the classroom, or wherever you might be preaching and ministering. Typically, you know most of the people that are in front of you, and you're kind of familiar with everybody. It's like you're just talking to a bunch of friends. But when you're on the street, you're not talking to a bunch of friends. You're talking to people that... Uh, 
um, may not uh, enjoy you being there. <laughs> Let's say that. Okay. So uh, it's pretty interesting what's going on. So if you want to sow in a good ground, good ground, I use the word good ground because that's in the King James as the parable of the sower. Jesus talked about seed being sown and uh, three of the four grounds that Jesus talked about, the other three ended up being problems uh, concerning the cares of the world or in relation to that. That fourth ground he talked about was, uh, was he titled it good ground. And in that good ground, he said there will be a harvest. And as you look at it, you can see it's a harvest that you can see. And a harvest that produces a hundredfold return or a sixtyfold return or even a thirtyfold return. And if you really look at the scriptures, it could be more than a hundred. It could be a thousand. It could be ten thousand. It could be a million fold return. And uh, that's what I'm believing for. I'm believing for a million fold return. I'm sowing myself, my life I am sowing into the kingdom of God uh, as a seed and in that one seed, over the course of my lifetime of being a preacher and a minister, uh, I planned or I hope my prayer is to have a million people in heaven because I lived. And just recently, I have come to the point of believing that Gospel Evangelist Church is like an extension of my life personally. I'm called to build Gospel Evangelist Church. I was called out of Bible school to build this church. And this church, I can see, is beginning to take on a vision and a dream that because Gospel Evangelist Church is here, we will have a million people in heaven because Gospel Evangelist Church existed. So I think that's pretty interesting. So any seed that you sow, time, prayers, preaching, ministering, Whatever it may be, resources, people even buy us groceries. <laughs> um, people give us money to give to the poor. Uh, we, it's just amazing what people are doing. Uh, Friday and Golden, uh, I was shocked at how many people came up to me and offered me things that uh, I wasn't asking for. So we're able to put those things back into the ministry and back into giving to other people. Uh, we don't eat our seed. We don't spend the seed on ourselves. We don't build bigger barns and we don't build bigger homes or buy anything that is, uh, that is not of necessity in preaching the gospel. We are all about winning the lost. That's what we do. So any seed that you sow, that means prayer, time, finances, thought, whatever it may be, is, is going towards winning the lost. And uh, as we know that when one sinner repent, all the hosts of heaven rejoice over that one sinner that repenteth. So uh, repenting, uh, winning the loss becomes a top-level priority, a top-level, top-one high priority with Christ. And really, that's the only reason he came. So I don't know why I said all that, but I did. So that's not a part of our letter. Let me get another sip of tea here. Tonight I've got some uh, Earl Grey tea. I really like Earl Grey. It's pretty good tea. I like that Bergamot oil that they put in the tea. It's pretty cool. I like it. 
So uh, part one on Sunday will be 1 Corinthians 16, 14. We're just going to read the scriptures for the week here. We're not going to be preaching on them, nor are we going to give it any commentary on them. We're simply going to read the scripture so you know the scripture. And then on each day of the week, we will preach from that scripture. And the sermon from this scripture will be on the YouTube channel. And that is youtube.com forward slash and then my name, J-O-H-N. C-H-O-Q-U-E. It's a French-Belgium name pronounced Chuck. No S, just a C like Chevrolet. So part one Sunday, March 12th, 1 Corinthians 16, 14. Let all your things be done with charity. Part two on Monday, March 13th, 1 Thessalonians 3, 6. But now when Timotheus came from you unto us and brought us good tidings of your faith and charity that ye have good remembrance of us always, desiring greatly to see us, as we also to see you. Part 3, Tuesday, March 14th, 1 Timothy 1, 5. Now the end of the commandment is charity, out of a pure heart, and of a good conscience, and of faith unfeigned. Part 4, Wednesday, March 15th, 2 Timothy 3, 10. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, Faith, long-suffering, charity, patience. Part 5 on Thursday, March 16th, Titus Titus 2, verse 2. That the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith, in charity, in patience. Part 6 on Friday, March 17th, 2 Peter 1, 7. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. Lastly, on part 7, Saturday, March 18, Jude 1, 12. These are spots in your feasts of charity. When they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear, clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Amen. So these scriptures here are just the key text. I will be preaching on the verses above and below these uh, verses here. Uh, Jude will be an uh, ending of our talk on charity for three weeks. We built, we'll be on charity for three full weeks. Instead of one week, it became three weeks. And you'll notice that in Jude, uh, we are going to talk about something that is uh, quite difficult for me to preach on, but is uh, a word that needs to be said. And um, I'm looking forward to that. All right, so a brief recap or a point of view from my perspective for this week. It's just a little dissertation I have here in my letter. Sometimes as I read through the scriptures for the letter, I get a sort of picture of what they form or create. To me, holy scriptures make a pattern and one that is colorful and has shape. I know that may sound odd to many, but the Lord has a way with His Word that is not like any other book or text that there is in the world. Some may think that the Holy Bible is simply one more religious book that is for that religion. However, we as the saints of God know that the Holy Scriptures are not from man, but from God. This is not like any other book on the planet. Yes, I realize and accept 
that ministers write books and believe they are inspired by God. And I believe that as well. Maybe not all these books, but the ones that I'm thinking of right now as I write this and as I speak it right now is I'm thinking about it and I'm saying it right now. I'm thinking of many books that I've read of preachers and ministers, and I would also agree that they were inspired by God. However, the Holy Bible is not written by a minister. Yes, he wrote it down, but it did not come from his intellect nor his spirit. The holy words of God came from God to man by the Holy Ghost. When we accept that the Holy Bible is God's book, we may take more serious this certain book. And if that is so, why have the elders of the church, all churches, allowed the corruption to reign in rewriting of the Bible? Is this Satan deceiving the elders and convincing them through worldly and spiritual means that what they are rewriting is actually God, but not the devil? <laughs> These are serious and important to some, and maybe to many, To me, this corruption in the Word of God is highly important. And this is probably why I bring it up so very often. In reading through these scriptures for this week, I see by the Spirit that the street sermons will be on several verses above and below the key text. It should prove to be a fascinating week of preaching. I'm excited. I hope you are too, my friend. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you. For giving us your holy word, you are the word of God. You gave the word to man to write so that we may read it and be able to run with it without stumbling. Your word gives us faith. Help us, O Lord, to stand fast in your word. Help us to see truth and discern a lie and corruption so that we may correct it by your Holy Spirit. We love you, Jesus. And in your name we pray, pray. Amen and amen. And my letter is signed, Standing Fast in Christ, with my initials JC for John Shuck. Below my initials, I have three scriptures here in the letter. Philippians 4.1 Therefore, my brethren, dearly beloved and longed for, my joy and crown, so stand fast in the Lord, my dearly beloved. 1 Thessalonians 3.8 For now we live if we stand fast in the Lord. 2 Thessalonians 2.15 Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the tradition which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Well, there you go, folks. This is my... I'm sorry, (laughs) get ahead of myself there. (laughs) Praise God, we all make mistakes. (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny. Anyways, those are the scriptures, and below that scripture it says amen and amen, uh, because that means so be it. All right, well, there you go now. So there you go, folks. This is my Sunday prayer letter. It's written on Saturday, March 11th, 2023 at 6.53 p.m. in Boulder, Colorado, USA. It's written by preacher John Shuck, street preacher, founding pastor of Gospel Evangelist Church, touching people for heaven. God bless you, my friend. I love you very much. Take care.